everybody. Welcome to the River Valley Podcast. My name is Kirk Graham, and I'm here with Logan. Hello. Good to see you face-to-face. Sometimes sometimes we record on uh, an application or software that if we're in different states or different countries. Yeah, you doxed me Uh, last week. But I like being in the (laughs) same room. You were in the Dominican. Yeah, you already said it last week, so you might as well. I'm I'm not as uh, public with where I am. Today today you're in Apple Valley. Yeah, I'm in Apple Valley today. Sorry. Uh, no, good to see you. We, we've had a, a fun few weeks in church. Um, stewardship, generosity. Uh, George Camel? Uh, yeah, launching Kingdom Builders last week and now George Camel this week. And you got to host him and, and hang out with him. We love Dave Ramsey. Just as a side note, if you didn't hear it, didn't hear it this week, go back, watch the message. Uh, but also just free resource out there is texting uh, texting the word Ramsey to the number 94,000. That's going to give you access to all of their suite of products that is really going to be beneficial for you. You're joining now over 3,000 families, a part of our church, that are using the Ramsey software uh, solution. So uh, that that's a free resource. But George is here this weekend. What an awesome dude. Oh, yeah. He's an awesome guy and just super down-to-earth real. For those that were at Apple Valley, he was in the lobby signing books, just talking to people. And uh, he actually said it was his first book signing he's ever done because it was his first book he wrote. Yeah, and yeah. He, and the book just came out like a month ago. So he said, this is literally my first book signing here at River Valley. So I'm like, I'm glad we could break you in. Yo, that's crazy. And I think the second person who came up, I doubt this guy listens to the podcast, but the second guy that came up was like, I have a bone to pick with you. And he had, he, uh-uh. like, he was like, he, he just he was, said a bunch of things like that he didn't like about it. And I'm like, sorry, George, that was awkward. But aside from that, everyone how did else. He, how did he handle it? He, I think he was just so shocked that that happened. I, he didn't go to River Valley. He said he didn't go to River Valley, but he was just coming to visit it with somebody. So you're saying George was shocked that he, that he was he was not he handled it fine. He was just yeah, like, yeah. oh well, sorry, like yeah. Well, what was good. the guy saying? Like he was use, just like use debt as leverage. No, 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 he, not about that. He was saying how like he said giving wasn't a part of your baby steps, and he's like, well, I said tithing was. He's like, no, 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 we need to give above and beyond even in the midst of that, and he's like, well. It's not the program. Like, you can if that's what God's leading you to do. And then the other thing is yeah, he goes— put it in the budget. He goes, you don't even have kids. And he's like, I do have kids. I, I have a, a daughter that's six months old. And he's like, oh. And then he just walked away. He <laughs> was like, what? It's kind of <laughs> odd. But everyone else had great interactions with George and uh, had a lot of people from different places, That some that didn't go to church. Actually, there were some awesome stories from people who didn't attend church at all, but they're fans of Ramsey and fans of George. And they nice. came, one person gave their life to Jesus, no way. which is unbelievable. And then another one, George sent me a message that uh, somebody's sibling came and yep. they were a big fan, not a believer, but they said they felt closer to God than they felt before. And so like in a financial series, we have people saying yes to Jesus. We have people getting closer to God and getting out of debt and all this stuff. So it's just, it's awesome. And again, super down to earth guy got to host a podcast with him as well that just came out. So I didn't know, I didn't know it was his first autograph signing. Yeah. That means, uh, that means I got his first autograph. <laughs> you got the first one because you, you handed it to him Saturday <laughs> night. You were, on the front row, He was baby. about to go up and speak. And oh, you go, yeah. Hey, can you sign this for you me? Know, <laughs> nothing like uh, relieving the nerves. I gave that book to my mom, so he's, he, signed, uh, he signed it for my mom, I guess. Uh, but he was all excited. He has an, the book is orange, orange cover, and he was like, "Oh, I don't have my orange highlighter." Like he had the, he had the orange sharpie ready to yeah. high, to autograph with an orange highlighter, which I thought was awesome. Yeah, super intentional. Uh, what did he say about the church? Because oh. you you got to hang with him after and do record. Go go to the talking church if you're listening. 
go to the Talking Church episode that is going to be released. And, uh, yeah, it's out. Yeah, wa- oh, it's out. Yeah, it's okay. out. Sorry, I missed it. <laughs> no, it's all good. But you can watch it right now. Uh, but you got to hang with him. Yeah, what was his experience of? Because he he said uh, this weekend he he's Arabic Baptist. So mm-hmm. he, and he's making a joke. It's like I'm Baptist, but with more hummus. You know, a yeah. lot, lot more hummus. Yeah. He, uh, so obviously we're spirit filled church, a little different environment than probably he's used to. Well, what was he saying? Oh, he loved it. He he loved it. He was like, if this church was in Franklin, I'd love to be a part of it. You know, um, I mean, I, that's no shade to whatever church he goes to. I don't know. I'm, that wasn't what I think he was intending by it either. Uh, funny enough, the, his travel assistant, Tyler, he he was a part of an AG church growing up oh, no or, or as a church plant. Yeah. And so he's like, oh, I, I'm very familiar with the Assemblies of God and Spirit-filled. And so, um, yeah, no, I don't think any bit of that was an issue at all. I think, I mean, he was really just blown away. He just kept commenting on... Um, his experience and the the kindness if people saw on social media um, he said on on a cold takes video he did he said Minnesota they're the nicest people ever I go to the grave for that Um, yeah he he was just he was overall just a super awesome guy and super humble down to earth but but had strong convictions about what he believed you know we were talking at dinner about him going back and forth asking him about questions that he had overcome with but um, he's like, no, I believe what I say and I, I'm convicted by it that this is what I'm supposed to do with my life. And again, if you want to hear more, it's about an hour long podcast that it's we awesome. did, uh, just asking questions about what it's like working for Dave Ramsey, how he grew some really great organizational culture stuff too. If you're just wanting to grow in, in career stuff, he had some great advice in that as well. Yeah, so, leadership. um, yeah, it was, it was an awesome, awesome weekend. And, uh, I'm I'm excited for just all the things that will come from that. Last year, I know Connor told us that 3,000 families signed up for Ramsey Plus. Yep. And he said in the first service alone, there were 500 families that signed up. No. So, yeah, just the first service. I'm just hearing this. So no I don't know how many total. I'm sure he'd have an update for us now yep. uh, for, for the whole weekend. But that's still available. You can still do it. You didn't miss it. Yeah. Um, I know Mac and I were said, hey, we're going to go through financial piece again because there's new videos and everything. Yeah. So Yeah, I did all of that last year when Dave came. I re-went through all of the video content and then um, uh, was using – I stopped using it now. But uh, now I'm forgetting that name of the app. Ramsey Plus? No, the app. Oh, Every Dollar. Uh, Every Dollar. Yeah, oh, yeah. man, I couldn't I could not think of that. Um, Every Dollar. So I used that for um, – all of 2023 and um just kind of regressed down to my simple spreadsheet but uh yeah i saw you but just getting no just getting getting our ducks in a row making sure that as pastors we are stewarding our finances uh well so we we've got i I still have a little bit of student loan debt but we've got no credit card debt and i i love i love being able to sit in a place of moral authority of I desire to follow these principles. We do not have uh, any debt out, outside of our student loans and then a car loan. I'm just exposing myself just to say, like, we want to live these principles and we give generously and we're tithers and all that, but like that our staff is living this out because we're not just selling something to the con- congregation. We're No, we believe in this stuff. Just like George is saying, I believe this. We believe this also. So Well, and... I think one of the things he said at the end of the service that I thought was a really good line, he said, your sky miles are not sending you to hell, or, or he said something like, your sky miles don't get you to heaven, but they're just not good there. Right? Yeah. And I thought that was such a great line. Like, if anyone's listening, our, like, theological position is not, like, adamantly against if you believe differently that you have a, some consumer debt, you're not sinning. Right. You know, their point is, 
if we're living under the the slave or the the lenders, you know, pressing up against us that we're paying all of our payments to them, like you're not going to live financially free. Yeah. And so there's a season of that that I think is is understandable just because it's understandable though doesn't mean it's the best decision but then also like there's i don't know there's different people all over we have investment people we have people with different opinions it's okay to have a different opinion than what george said we're not saying go get out of our church if you don't if you have a credit card get out of our church we have so many different opinions on our staff on our team what we're saying is there is godly principles that can't be refuted from scripture yeah that we have to answer to god for and how we steward what it is and this is what ramsey has concluded is their interpretation of the best way to be financially free and build wealth. And we think that's awesome. And so we want to platform that to share with people in our congregation. If you don't agree, that's okay. Yep. But there are many principles that you can take from what George shared. I kind of view it like, um, you know, how, how Joel Osteen gets like hated on for the diet of messages that he preaches of like kind of self-help and faith and grace and, you know, and he's maybe skipping out on some, whatever. And that's, he's like, I'm doing, I literally was a behind the scenes production person in my dad's church. I was so shy, could not, I was timid, whatever. And then the Lord put me in this position and the Lord just said, preach this one message for the rest of your life. He, he genuinely is like, I'm just doing what the Lord called me to do. I view Dave Ramsey the same way and, and all of Ramsey's solutions. It's like they have a they have a deep conviction to help the person that is on one end of the spectrum that maybe has an addictive personality or does not understand finances or is in debt up to their eyeballs and 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 that's a ton of America by the way it's not just like a it's not just like a fringe personality it's like a ton of America is in that position that they don't know how to get out of it's not necessarily to the financial advice although they would say it's still best practice but it's not necessarily to the hedge fund manager or the financial or the commercial real estate guy or the the you know apartment building owner or you know that's well, and I've heard Dave talk about this. He said, "If you're if you're trying to become a billionaire, this is not the plan." Yeah, but he said, "To become a billionaire, I also don't think you can live financial peace." <laughs> yeah, interesting. <laughs> you know? And it's like the risk in which you need to take yep. is different than in order to this plan is not making you a billionaire, but this plan will make you a millionaire. Yeah, you know, in America. Yep, and so. But that's not that Dave is endorsing debt. I want to be clear. I'm not saying that. But what he's saying is like if you're going to become a billionaire, you need to start a business yep. and own that business and grow that business. And he would say you can do that debt free, you yep. know, and others would say you can leverage and all that. And that's not we're, – we're going to stay in our lane and say we're not going to like we believe the Bible. We're not going to give you investment advice. Yep. That's not our role. We're going to give you spiritual advice and yep. biblical advice. Um, and that's our role as pastors. And one of the things I got a couple crypto coins I'd like to talk about. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Pump them. Um, one of the things from a pastoral side of things that happened this weekend that we actually um, had several of our campus pastors actually go. Well, it's, it, it is interesting because I brought up Joel Osteen and I wasn't connecting dots, but but Lakewood Church had a shooting down in Houston last two weeks ago. Uh, two weeks ago, uh, which is a tragic situation. 
but then also what you're referencing, what happened in Burnsville. Yeah, so we had um, Pastor Aaron, Pastor Jordan, so Pastor Aaron from Egan, Topper, uh, Pastor Jordan. Lakeville, and, and, Davey, uh, Davey, Apple Valley. And then uh, Zeus. Zeus from Shakopee. So all the surrounding communities to Burnsville. We Our, our central offices are in Burnsville, but yeah. our, our uh, we don't have a campus in Burnsville. But we surround it with so many people. Many Burnsville police officers attend the church or family members do. So, so maybe people didn't hear what happened. There was a, a domestic call that caused police to show up at a house, and uh, the person uh, was kind of barricaded in there ready for like a shootout, like kind of worst-case scenario. And I don't even know all the details, but I do know that uh, in the shootout that happened, two police officers, one firefighter, paramedic, uh, so three uh, first responders lost their lives and families are affected. And it, it was on national news, kind of all, all the media outlets covered this. It's, it's a major, major thing. And we, it's in our, it's in our neck of the woods. It's it, like, we're responding and, uh, would love to, you to share a little bit of our church's response and what pastor Rob does in those moments. Like, and I'm on the text threads and the Slack, like our church has to be involved in caring for the community, but just to, uh, just in honor of their families and, and names. Uh, it was Officer Paul Elmstrand, uh, Officer Matthew Rouge, um, both 27 years old. Yeah, well, I'm 27. Yeah, so your age. Uh, I'm 34. It's crazy that they're younger than me, serving in law enforcement, and lost their lives. And then a 40-year-old firefighter paramedic, Adam Finseth. And so we're praying for those families and we'll pray at the end of this podcast. Yeah, and and you know, there's there's nothing in those moments that you feel like is enough to do, right? Where you feel, okay, we've satisfied our obligation as a church. We'll never get to that point, but what we can say is we want we want to do something, yep. you know. And so obviously having pastors go over there bringing I think it was Vicky or that brought breakfast over yep. um, to the to the Burnsville yeah, PD. A bunch of our staff yeah. went over. Yep. Yeah, she led the charge on that, but a bunch of people went over there bringing that. And and honestly, I mean, we heard this even from some of our own staff today in, in a staff meeting. For many years during COVID and what was happening in our city, a lot of police officers felt very isolated and very unsupported, underappreciated, um, potentially even by their church, even though that was never our our goal. I think for the most part, Pastor Rob has been tried to be very clear, but just feeling this sense of um, isolation and ostracizing from the community mm-hmm. that, you know, you're the reason why all this stuff with George Floyd happens. Yeah, brutality You know, brutality, all of that that was happening around the country. And to see the opposite happen of a citizen, you know, which which happens, I mean, for those who, who want to know the statistics, this isn't a, a political statement. It's just it happens more frequently. Police officers, you know, it, they're they're killed more frequently than we realize, and every day every day they go to work, they know their right. life is on the line, right? And there is that potential. Totally. Think about living under that. Totally. And so there's this this media narrative. There's a reality of of good good decisions, bad decisions that are made. There's a reality of good officers, um, less trained officers, new officers, bad officers, and then you have the the public that is. Uh, unpredictable, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, from my understanding, I'm obviously I'm not in, involved in law enforcement in in a, 
specific way. But from my understanding, these domestic calls are some of the most dangerous because you have no idea. It's their house. It's their turf. Oh, yeah. You have no idea what is happening. Yeah. Uh, uh, Karen Stebbins, who goes to our church, she's one of our youth pastors' mom, been a part of the church for 20 years. Her brother, I think, brother or brother-in-law was a Burnsville police officer for years, retired now. And said for sure, domestic calls are the most dangerous. Right, right. And so, you know, for them to go there and and obviously they ended up dying because of it. It, it, it I think a question to to turn it back to the the spiritual rather than just to our own commentary. A lot of people ask questions around times like this. You look at two twenty seven year olds and a forty year old. Yeah, know, and there's kid, there's kids, kids involved. You know, spouses. It's just spouse of the shooter. Yeah, totally. I thought I think it was ex-wife, but um, I don't know. Maybe yeah, ex-wife. Um, but children, there were seven children involved. I mean, it, it makes you ask the question, and and in moments like this, you go, "Wow, this is tragic. How could God allow this to happen?" Right. Mm-hmm. And it's a fair question, but I think in order for us to fully process and understand that, and again, this is for all like many people that are listening that are kind of caught in the in the middle of all this if if you're listening and this is a family member of yours or somebody you know grief is the appropriate response yeah there is no one right way to grieve right there are wrong ways to grieve right right and so as a church we do try to provide resource in helping people ride the waves of grief in a healthy way, but there's no one right way. Right. But there are unhealthy things to pursue, like alcohol or drugs or isolation, um, you know, those types of things. Yeah. I mean, I heard my dad recently even talking to um, some family members who lost a loved one and just saying, hey, this is the time in your life that you're going to want to go to the vice to satisfy your yep. pain. And truly, what, what we see in scripture is that God is that thing that we need to run to, that prayer is that thing. And so so some people are critical even like of our of social media posts and usually not believers, but non-Christians or nominal Christians will say, well, what do prayers do? What do prayers do? Well, if I believe that praying is aligning myself with the will of God, mm-hmm. then that's exa- exactly the right response. But I think a lot of times for us, we we like to think, what can I do with my hands? And those are also great things to do as well. But for those that are processing, okay, how could God allow this to happen? The short answer is sin, right? Yeah. We chose this. God yeah. from the very beginning said, hey, I've given you an option and you can choose to live the full abundant life without sin in my presence, walk with me, or you can choose the life of sin. And of course, we you know we see in scripture, Adam and Eve choosing the life of sin and humanity over and over, continuing to live and choose the life of sin. That is a reality that God gives. We're a church that believes in free will. We don't believe that God doesn't give that to us. We believe we have free will right. to, to make decisions, to follow after the abundant life that God has for us or to follow after the life of destruction. And of course, it's a reminder too that life is a vapor in the wind, that uh, we don't know when our time has come, but we want to serve God daily in everything that we have. And uh, just remembering that, again, there are, amazing men and women that are serving that are are committing to help help to keep us safe um and because of that we want to be grateful to them knowing that yep. they're, they're going out every day and uh, but as a believer we can stand in confidence knowing if i believe in jesus as my lord and savior and again i don't know their um 
their relationship with Jesus. Obviously, you can hope and believe, but you know that God is going to work through things as he says. And again, if it's if you're a grieving family member, if you're a grieving person in the community, it's no, there's an appropriate time to take. And uh, for us, you know, I, I didn't know any of those people personally, but I know I know people who did know them. Yeah. And it's a time for us who don't have that personal connection to come around those who do and say, we're going to help you grieve, not try to push you, move on, but we're going to help you grieve in this moment. And honestly, I think the, the greatest thing we can do, and then um, Kirk, I'll let you jump in because I've been talking a while, is to not just help in the moment, but be reminded later on. I'd encourage you, if you have a family member, a friend, or you have a connection to the Burnsville Police Department or the, or the fire department, set a reminder a year from now, Sunday. I don't know what, what let me look at the, the date that that was. That was um, the 18th. Yeah, it's just a good principle for somebody who loses a loved one when, you, when you're in a relationship yeah. with them. Because they're going to remember that day, February 18th. Yep. A year from now in 2025. Yeah, it's going to hit like a ton of bricks. Totally. I remember this was the day. And a lot of times they're not going to tell anyone because they're so hurt. You put that, and again, it's, it's a reminder for you, you know, anyone that lost a loved one, put that in your calendar. And then that year later, you may think, ah, I don't want to bring it up to them. They're going to remember. Yeah. They're going to remember, but you can be a friend. The same praying for you today. Yeah. And, yeah. Or a month from now or two months from now. But a lot of times in the moment, you get all this money and all this media attention and all the flowers. But a week later or a month later or a few months later when their kids are finishing up school and they're graduating from kindergarten. And or because the, of the next crisis. Totally, totally. Yeah. So just a reminder to us how we can care for people greater than just a moment, even though it is important. Yeah, and separate from this, the the thing that's happening in Burnsville, which I do want to say, uh, Brian Ingram, who runs Hope, Hope Breakfast Bar on Tuesday night, uh, ran, like just fed yeah. the community, you know, so people that are a part of our church. It's not just our church responding, but in our church saying, looking at what's in their hands to go, how can I get involved? How can I help? Which I love that about our church is like, it's not just River Valley that's doing something. It's it's anybody and everybody saying, I'm, I'm here to support and respond. But separate from that situation, just want to say like, this is what helps me in life, just in general, to be unafraid of death, and to be unafraid of of crisis because you can start thinking worst case scenarios about family, about sickness, about disease, about uh, tragedy, about you know what somebody else could do to me or my family, you know, and it and it can get dark real quick when you see these things happen. And this is this is what I've concluded in my heart to be true is we live in a sinful world, we live in a fallen world. There is sickness, there's pain, there's hurting, and it's going to happen. I don't know if that's just a dark thing, but we are, unless Jesus comes back, we're all going to die and we're not promised tomorrow. And it, the Bible even says, like, trial is going to happen. Tragedy is is going to happen. Like, what's, what's the scripture? Uh, tr- trouble's going to happen, right. but be of good cheer because I've overcome the world. That's Jesus's words. Like, in this life, you will have trouble. Okay, I, I just have to have a, I just have to have some level of resolve in my heart. Like, it's not all roses. It's not all fun and games. Thank God for his blessing and for his favor, for his protection, his healing. But trouble's going to come. Mm-hmm. 
God is good. He is good. He is a protector. He is a healer. He is able. He is omnipresent. Those things are still true about who God is. And I need God. That's why I gave my life to him. I need him. And I'm going to heaven. I'm not living for this side. I'm not living for what's easy. I'm not, praise God for family reunions and good holidays and, and you know, graduations and birthdays and all. Praise God for all of that. But I am, I, I have my eyes set on eternity that one day there will not be another cancer diagnosis, which by the way, I'm praying for Eli and Anna. Eli just had uh, surgery, visited him, him in the hospital on Sunday, uh, dealing with rectal cancer. And they, they removed all of the cancer and uh, believing that he won't have to do any more like final chemo, that they'll be able to declare him cancer-free, but we're praying for him. But one day there's not going to be another cancer diagnosis. There's going to be no more sickness, no more tears, no more hurting, no more pain in heaven. So in this world of pain here today, I need Jesus. God is still good. And in the day of trouble, I need the Spirit of God to help me, to give me peace, to wash over me, to give me strength to get through. But I just have this resolve. God's good. And I'm living for the other side of eternity. That's going to help me on the day of my trouble. Right, right. And and you've been in ministry a long time, and I've seen this to be true, and I'm sure you would say the same. These moments is what we were made for as believers. Agreed. And it's not it's not that we want them to happen, but it's if anyone is prepared to be the hands and feet that the community needs. It is believers who say, you know what? I am here. I want to be the best shoulder to cry on. I want to be the best financial support system. I want to be the best encourager to you in the midst of your worst day. But also, I want to point you to something that is far more important, which is the purpose that you just laid out perfectly for us. And so I would just encourage you, maybe maybe this moment isn't the one that hits close to home. Maybe it is. But whenever you have something in your life that is a tragedy that's close, be praying in advance, but recognize that you, and maybe there's someone listening with the Burnsville uh, tragedy, you know, this week, that you are that person. You know, I love yeah. how how Brian from Hope, he's like, I'm that person everywhere. He flew to Turkey during the earthquake. He flew to Hawaii after the fire. He's like, I'm just going to be that way. No, like there is not a problem that, yeah. that I've seen that I don't want to be a part of. And I think that should be our our stance as believers. Is like you obviously don't want to insert yourself in situations that you feel are not that you're not welcome in. But as a believer, I am going to bring the message of hope. I'm going to be I'm going to be hands if they need hands. I'm going to be distributors if they need distributors. I'm going to be a a a, a friend if they need a friend. But these are the moments as believers that we rise up. This is the moment in ministry that we can see and experience. And so I want us to end in prayer as we always do for this situation specifically. I want to read some other requests as well that we got um, from people. But of course, this being a theme of what we're lifting up in prayer, I just encourage you, when we say we're praying for Burnsville, when we we say we're praying for those families, don't let that just be something you wrote on social media. Get on your knees and pray. Don't let that be just a thought. You know, we say thoughts and prayers. No, let it be a, a, a prayer to God that you are crying out on their behalf and saying, God, what is my part to play in this? And for all of us, it's different. 
Agreed. Susan, she said she's getting ready to go on a global team. Uh, she doesn't know anyone as well on the team, so she's stepping out of her comfort zone, and so praying for her. Uh, Dylan says, I need prayer for my brother that God provides for medical bills for him. His car broke down recently. Mason says prayers over protection of my mind and the dreams that I've been having. Um, I pray that I would help to overcome. Heather says she's praying for a friend who struggles with addiction, healing, and deliverance from that bondage. In Jesus' name, Jeremy says, I want to remain focused on my goals, keep being patient, waiting on the Lord for perfect timing. And uh, Carmel says, I pray for persecuted Christians. Let them be bold in their faith. Let them feel the power of your strength behind them. Uh, protect them all over the world as there are many millions, millions, and millions of Christians that are persecuted consistently. Uh, Wendy says, praying for healing my son after an accident that he was in and uh, praying for good decisions and guiding the doctors as well. Of course, there's many other needs that we can be praying for in our church, but Pastor Kirk, would you pray for the situation in Burnsville yep. for all those involved as well as all the requests, even the ones I didn't read? Uh, Lord, uh, sometimes it feels like I'm just lacking the words. You know, what's what, what are the right words, and how do we say it in a way that is really going to make a difference? But I, I thank you that it is not about just the words. We're coming to you with with what we know. We're coming to you in the best way we can, humbly, asking that you would move in all of these needs and situations and all of the families that are represented that are hurting, that have needs, that are lifting up prayer requests. And I'm just so grateful that we're part of a church that people have the faith to write down a prayer request, believing that, God, you're, you're going to see that. People are going to pray over it. You're going to hear it. You're going to respond and you're going to answer prayer. So, Lord, I just I, I thank you for what we're part of, that we can we can share our needs with each other and with you, and you do something about it, that you answer prayer. And right now I pray over these three families uh, and really, really four families that are involved, and then the many, many, many dozens and hundreds of families that are, are experiencing pain as a result of this, those that are in law enforcement and first responders and firefighters, paramedics, all of that. Lord, we just pray that your... Um, Thinking about sometimes when I when I think about the oil of gladness that the Bible talks about, like oil of gladness, the the symbol of like this covering or this healing salve. Sometimes it's like oil oil of gladness in in such a time. Yeah, that's that's what we need. That's what we need, Lord. I'm I'm praying that you would be like a healing ointment and salve over the hearts of these people, the minds of these people that are experiencing such great pain and probably anger and confusion and uh, despair, Lord, that you would minister to these families, specifically the Elmstrand family, the Rouge family, the Finseth family. Lord, would you minister to them? I I'm, I'm praying all year long for months and months and months, Lord, would you meet them every single day. Meet them every single day. Let them know that you are with them and that you're going to help them get through. I pray that we would be a church that shines in a moment like this, not just as River Valley, but every person a part of our church saying, Lord, how can we be a part of helping meet needs? And so show us what to do. I'm just even thinking as I'm praying, like, do we need to run a, a Burnsville Police Department empty chair service around Christmas time and minister to the law enforcement in Burnsville in a really specific way 
in, in, in a similar way, we do the empty chairs. I, I don't know, but just, Lord, give us fresh ideas to minister in a great way that makes a difference in the Burnsville community, in the law enforcement com- community, first responders. And, Lord, over every need, this major crisis does not overshadow all of the small needs or intricate needs or small agitations that are brought, um, that are experienced in our church. God, you see them all, you care about them all, and you are able to meet needs. We ask that you do it. Pray all of these things in Jesus' name. Everybody said, Amen. Amen. Now I stand here forgiven 
Jesus has done for me. Jesus, you are the way, you're the truth and the life. You defeated the grave and you conquered the night. Now I stand here forgiven, my soul set free. Look what Jesus has done for me. Thanks for listening to the River Valley Podcast. It would help us out a ton if you could rate and review this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and also share it with somebody. We hope that this isn't just for people in our church. We hope that this is people far beyond that, but we know that people in our church maybe don't even know about it yet. We're talking about it on weekends. We're sharing in announcements, but maybe you're a listener, but someone in your small group business or someone at your campus. So would you send it to them, share it with them so that they can receive this and then rate it wherever you listen so that more people can find this podcast. If you have questions about faith, about church, about belief, about theology, about the Bible, please submit your questions. You can find us on Instagram at River Valley MN. You can also uh, email us, finding us on our website, rivervalley.org. Please, we want to hear your questions so that we can continue to answer those or at least respond to them here on the podcast. And again, thank you for listening. We'll see you in church this weekend.